Another flat performance from the offense last night gives the Mariners their third loss in four games. We'll be discussing that more on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Tidying Gonzalez. He's Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and get into some bigger ideas and bigger topics, whereas Locked On Mariners covers more of the day-to-day with EMs. We also get into some non-baseball discussions on Control the Zone as well. It's a fun time, so be be sure to check it out again. That's patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So we're going to be talking about last night's loss to the twins three to two. Uh, the Mariners fell to the Twins. We're also going to be talking about Jesse Winker. Is it time to move him out of the leadoff spot? And we also have a really fun pitchy matchup going on tonight between Joe Ryan and Logan Gilbert. We'll get into that later on in the show. But first, let's reflect back on yesterday's ball game, three to two, the loss against the Minnesota Twins to open up this three-game set down at T-Mobile Park. Chris Flexen gave up a two-run home run to Byron Buxton to start this game. Middle, middle fastball. Just can't do it against Buxton, who entered last night's game leading Major League Baseball in F4 in the month of June. Uh, He has been sensational, and he was once again a problem last night for the Mariners. But Flexen did kind of settle in a little bit there after that home run. He goes five innings, just limited the damage to the uh, two-run home run on uh, seven hits, five strikeouts, two walks. He also led the game in swings and misses with 15. Uh, I believe that also might be a season high for him because that's typically not a huge part of Flexen's game. So seeing 15 from him, kind of jarring to say the least, frankly. Uh, The Mariners' offense was a little bit better than it was against Cutter Crawford and the Red Sox the day before, but still not very good and still not capable of taking advantage of some opportunities that they had, especially late in the game. Uh, Taylor Trammell had a home run that snapped a 0 for 18 uh, skid that he was on at the time. He also walked and then was replaced by Scott service instead of Dylan Moore in the ninth inning with a righty on the mound, but we, we might talk about that later on. That was a weird decision by service. A couple of weird decisions by service in this game. Uh, Cal Raleigh still uh, still going strong. He led the team in hard hit balls last night. Three of them. Uh, two of them uh, didn't record a, a hit, 
uh, and they were the two hardest hit balls that he had, but the third hardest hit ball that he had actually went for a double in this one. So Raleigh's still going strong. He's fourth in catcher F4 right now for the month of June. So he's uh, he's having himself a nice little month. Of course, we talked about him. I believe it was on Friday. Uh, and so he's uh, he's kept it going ever since then. Uh, so Colby, I, I, you know, what's your just overall takeaway from from this loss? It, it, you know, is it service? Is it the bats? What is it? Talk to me here. Uh, it's the players. I mean, there's only so much that Scott Service and his staff can do. Uh, players have to play better, and um, you know, you look at you look at guys like Jesse Winker who actually had a decent day last night, but it's just not near enough what you need from him. Um, you know, you look at guys like Eugenio Suarez, who had another disaster of a night. Uh, that's three in a row, uh, more or less. Uh, I mean, Abraham Toro went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. His OPS is down around 5, 555 now uh, and going down. Um, yeah, you just you didn't get enough from those guys. Um, you know, the the Twins threw seven arms at you, uh, and all you could muster was six hits against really only one plus arm out there in that bullpen. And it's Duran and whatever. I mean, when he has success against you, fine. But the Mariners only hit two balls hard off of uh, off of the Twins bullpen, and the Twins bullpen not that good. So uh, it's it's uh, it's a sad sight. Um, you know, 11 strikeouts. This, this team is just not going to – this team doesn't have enough power throughout their lineup um, that it can survive striking out 10-plus times. I think they've now struck out 10 times or more in five of their last seven games. You can't do it. You're not going to generate enough runs because you don't have that power. You also don't have that depth. So, God forbid Ty France has a one for four night, you're probably not going to score a ton of runs, and that's not fair to Ty France. That's not a good recipe for success. I mean – Nobody last night had more than one hit. Um, you know, only three guys reached base twice. Or sorry, uh, only three guys or two guys hit reached base more than once last night. Um, J.P. Crawford and Cal Raleigh are the only two guys who hit more than one ball hard last night. Uh, it's just a mess. Everybody but Adam Frazier had a strikeout, uh, and Dylan Moore uh, had a strikeout last night. It's just this lineup is not equipped to strike out 10, 11, 12, 13 times and consistently put up runs, especially when Jesse Winker's not hitting right now. Uh, Ty France is in a little bit of a slump. He's starting to come out of it. Uh, Suarez is through going through one of his, his, you know, awful stretches uh, where he doesn't look like a big league hitter. Um, Frazier is starting to kind of come back around a little bit. He's having a pretty nice home stand, some bad luck here and there, but uh, Toro's been a nothing. Um, you know, Tremel's been on a pretty big slide before that home run last night. Uh, it's just there's so many easy outs in this lineup right now that you just you have to put the ball in play, uh, particularly against guys like Chris Archer and and Caleb Thielbar and it's it's Jarrell Cotton. Like these guys aren't great. They're not good. Um, and the Mariners just couldn't really threaten them uh, even so. Yeah, it's a bummer, um, but uh, it, it, to me, it comes down to strikeouts. You, you can't strike out 10, 11, 12 times, not with this lineup, and expect to win. You have to put the ball in play. Yeah, absolutely, and it's another favorable pitching matchup on paper that they just 
blow pretty much mm-hmm. um you know archer came into this game uh sporting a, a you know walks per nine of uh, well over four he had an era of you know 365 but that came with you know fips and in the low fours and you know you just you got to be able to take advantage of that and they just didn't they get one off, a run off of him and it was un it was unearned that's just unacceptable if you're the Mariners. And then you mentioned all the strikeouts, et cetera. Uh, they need to be better. The offense needs to be better. And, of course, Julio Rodriguez was out of the lineup for most of this game. He pinch hit in the ninth, and that kind of, you know, that was the Tremel decision. Um, mm-hmm. Would have rather seen Tremel hit against the righty Emilio Pagan instead of Dylan Moore and just had Julio pinch hit for, for more on the next at-bat, but whatever. Uh, but, yeah, this, you know, this shows you that you take one of these guys – out of the lineup, whether that's Julio, whether that's JP, or whether that's Ty France, and it's just a, it's an ultimate disaster. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, <clears throat> well, and Julio's been sliding too. So, yeah, um, you know, it's the frustrating thing is you lost three of your four, and in those four games, you have not faced a pitcher that is better than a number four starter. In yeah, fact, I would true. say you haven't faced one that's a quality number five. Cutter yeah. Crawford is not a number five. Rich Hill is barely a number five. Michael Waka, I guess, is the one exception. He's probably a four. Archer's mm-hmm. a fringe five. And you just, aside from, you know, aside from handling your business against Michael Waka, you haven't had any kind of consistent offense. And so, uh, you know, it sucks for the pitching staff. They've allowed five runs in their last 18 innings. Two losses. That's yeah. unacceptable. So... Well, and the Mariners entered this homestand leading Major League Baseball in home WRC+. Plus. They were at a 134 mm-hmm. WRC+, plus at T-Mobile Park, heading into this homestand. And that has, of course, taken a pretty significant dive. There has been no sense of home cooking whatsoever, aside from that game against Waka. It's really weird that of all the pitchers that they actually got to in this, it was, it was Waka, who's had a great year so far, at least in terms of the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then they they struggled against you know Archer Hill and and Crawford. That's just um, you can't do it. Can't have it. Just can't have it. Frankly, they need to be able to take advantage of these uh, these matchups more uh, because they just they aren't. And it and it's crazy too because we know that they're capable because they they have fared pretty well against actual good pitchers this year. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's mind boggling what has happened. Uh, against these lower tier arms uh, with the Mariners offense. But, you know, hopefully they figure it out. Uh, Joe Ryan on the bump tonight for the Twins. And, <laughs> I mean, he's been really good. So, hey, maybe the Mariners have a shot tonight. <laughs> so maybe they're going to, you know, explode for six, seven runs tonight or, or what have you. That's kind of been the way that this this year has gone. We'll be talking more about that series in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right after you're done listening to us and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th here on the Locked On Podcast Network. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. Again, first pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. So let's talk about tonight's matchup between Joe Ryan and uh, Logan Gilbert. Gilbert was not great against the Astros in his last start. In fact, I would say that relative to what he can do, he was pretty bad. Uh, He gave up seven hits. He did go six innings and only gave up three runs, but it was not very pretty. What are you hoping to see out of Gilbert tonight as he looks to bounce back? Yeah, you know, with Gilbert, it all starts with the fastball command. Uh, we we all know this, and and there have been bouts where he has struggled with to control that pitch. We we remember the the little trip down to Florida where he walked, I think four guys in each of those starts. It, it's it's something that happens uh, on occasion, and it's not something Gilbert is equipped to pitch around. Um, he'll be okay. He'll he'll work through it, but he's not going to give you the desired results unless he has that fastball command. So it starts there. Um, you know, it, it's, I think the changeup is going to be a pretty important pitch tonight. Uh, the twins don't have a ton of lefties in their lineup, but Luisa rise is, you know, the best hitter in baseball right now, uh, at least in terms of average. Uh, Max Kepler certainly has some, some big time power. Trevor Larnich is a young up and coming player who's playing pretty well. So it's the changeup is going to be important. Um, and then you just you have to you have to find a way to get out Buxton. Uh, don't let Byron Buxton beat you. Um, really, he's the scary bat in this lineup. I'm not that afraid of Carlos Correa. Um, not that he can't do damage, but I just Correa doesn't take over a game. Buxton will and does. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to come down to uh, you know you have to get the lefties out, uh, and then you have to find a way to control Buxton. Uh, the fastball slider combo should come into play here, but if if Gilbert doesn't uh, control it well, uh, if he doesn't command both of those pitches against Buxton, he can win this game for for Minnesota by himself. So that's really what it's about. It's about getting a rise out, finding a way to do that. Good luck, um, and then facing Buxton either with nobody on base or finding a way to to handle Byron Buxton. And if you can do that, you got a good shot of beating the Twins. Um, their lineup is is pretty deep, but it's not a juggernaut. So uh, mm-hmm. Gilbert has a shot to to perform pretty well tonight. But it's it's all about command with him, mm-hmm. control and command. Throw strikes, stay out of the middle of the plate. He'll be fine. If yeah. he can't do that, I mean, the Mariners kind of need innings from him because three of the last four starters have only gone five innings, and it's the true. bullpen is getting a little taxed. Uh, and there are no days off on this road trip. So they, they play another, what is it, another seven games in six days. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where they need innings from Gilbert tonight uh, because the bullpen, while it's not in terrible shape, it's it's had to cover, you know, 12 innings, uh, sorry, 14 innings in the last four days. It's it, You don't want to ask them to cover four more uh, against the Twins tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to avoid that at all costs. And to reiterate what you were saying, avoid Byron Buxton at all costs. Quite frankly, <laughs> like that—that that would be that would behoove Logan Gilbert and the Mariners tonight. 
the <laughs> Buxton is just he's one of the best baseball players that I've I've seen when he's healthy and and performing uh, the way that he uh, that the way that he's been over the last couple of years. Um, just defensively, what he's able to do, and now that he's figured it out at the plate, I mean, he's just ridiculous. He's 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 definitely turned into you know uh, over the last. You know, six or seven years since he got drafted, however long it's been now since he got drafted. Maybe it's even been longer. Um, it's been a while now. But, you know, there was obviously the talk about him being the next Mike Trout. He's hit that now, like pretty much. He's just got to stay healthy because, like, when he is healthy, he pretty much is Mike Trout. Like, that's like defensively, offensively, the, the guy is just a ridiculous human being. Uh, he's a ridiculous baseball player. Uh, so try to avoid him as uh, at all costs because he, like you said, will take over this game without hesitation. Um, and we'll see, you know, what this offense is able to do against Joe Ryan. Like I said earlier, you know, it's, uh, whenever they face an actual good pitcher, they, they seem to do pretty well for the most part. And, uh, you know, even if they're going up against someone like, Kevin Gossman or, or Max Scherzer, who they, who they only got a couple runs off of uh, in those games, still did enough to to win those games, you know. So maybe tonight they'll be able to do just enough to to beat Joe Ryan and the Twins. It's uh, it's going to be difficult though, and uh, you know this Twins lineup as well. Just going back to to Gilbert for a second, it's it's going to be a little bit deeper uh, presumably than it was last night because Jorge Polanco was not in the lineup last night. Uh, Polanco, I would assume, is going to be in the lineup tonight, and he's had a good month of June. Uh, not a great year overall, but uh, he's been pretty hot as of late, so got to watch out for him as well. And, uh, of course, Max Kepler, uh, who's kind of struggled over the last couple weeks, uh, was, uh, you know, he he's drove in the, the game-deciding run last night as well, so you got to look out for him as well. Uh, they got a few lefties in this lineup that uh, should... Uh, cause some headaches for for Gilbert. We'll see how he uh, responds to that. Uh, so earlier you mentioned Jesse Winker, who's been struggling uh, this year, and uh, he's you know pretty much operated under the uh, approach of you know one step forward, two steps, maybe even three steps, maybe even a million steps back at times this year. It seems like he's turning the corner, and then it just kind of all falls apart. He's been in the leadoff spot since May twenty fourth, but. Is it time to move them out of there? We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be a one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So Colby, Jesse Winker, as I said, has been in the leadoff spot since May 24th. That's 
historically been the the spot that he's had the most success in and and that's why they put him up there even though that he wasn't really doing anything to necessarily earn that role they were just kind of hoping that that would help him fix some things but it really hasn't so far uh he's still struggling he's still hitting under 200 in that leadoff spot he's he's walking but walks will only do so much for you and yes walks are a big part of of a good quality um leadoff hitter but he's just not really producing anything else outside of that and he's striking out more now that's just becoming a a huge problem for him so I'll ask you this because you know of course the, the Mariners don't have many other options to go to here I think there's one and I'm sure you'll mention them here but um you know who do you think should replace him in the leadoff spot if you uh think that he should be um taken out of there yeah um he absolutely should be removed from the leadoff spot it's just it's not working he's already struck out 15 times this month and in the entire month of may he struck out 18 times and in the entire month of april he struck out 12 so not making consistent contact the numbers are a little bit askew because he did have an 0 for 6 uh thrown in there um but it still exists so um yeah it's it's time to take him out of the lineup he's just not producing like you want and you just you can't afford to to sit around and hope um that the numbers will turn and and they should turn in theory because you look at you know kind of the underlying numbers of this and he's should be a lot better the numbers should be a lot better than they are he's mm-hmm. still hitting the ball pretty hard he's not chasing uh he's not swinging and missing all that much um you know, it, the walk rate is elite. Uh, the ex-WOBA is very, very good. The ex-batting average is very good. Um, he's just not really finding the barrel. He's just fighting his swing a little bit. Um, and the Mariners are in a position where they can't really afford to wait around and, and just give him as many at-bats as possible to make sure he can fix it. Um, the offense is struggling right now. Uh, Jesse Winker is a guy who uh, at some point should turn it around. You kind of have to trust the, the back of the baseball card here. Um, but right now results are all that matters. The, the expected stats don't mean anything right now. And, and, uh, the Mariners are, you know, push themselves back up to the cliff of, of, you know, heading into July and not being, not, you know, not playing meaningful baseball, even by July. Uh, that's, that's a huge problem. And, and it's a set, it's definitely a step back if that's the case. Uh, it's not the end of the rebuild and, oh, my God, we have to fire everybody like some people seem to think. But it's definitely a step back, and, and that's unfortunate. And, and Winker, like it or not, has had a pretty big hand in the the setback because he just hasn't lived up to expectations. So mm-hmm. it's time to move him down. He really has to work on his swing. I would try to get him a few days off here and there. Um, it just, it's just not, it's not working. Uh, it's, it's time to make that move. Uh, you gave it a shot. It's not working right now. Uh, and you know, again, like you said, there's not a ton of other options that are a better fit, uh, at the leadoff spot. I personally would just hit Ty France leadoff. Um, Mm. if it's not Ty France, it probably should be JP Crawford. Uh, you just, you have to get guys into the leadoff spot who are, are producing. Right. And so Mm. there's really only two options for that. Uh, Frazier's starting to produce a little bit more, but he's not ready yet. Uh, Julio is on a backslide a little bit right now. He's, he's, you know, chasing those sliders. Uh, 
the off-speed stuff low is, is really getting him right now, and pay, pitchers are going to continue to exploit that. Uh, watch Joe Ryan throw him nothing but sliders and curveballs tonight. Uh, but uh, so he's not really an option. So it pretty much comes down to Ty France or or, or mm-hmm. JP Crawford. Uh, I, I think Winker needs to be hitting fifth, sixth, seventh yeah. uh, until he gets things figured out. And and like I said, it's, it's unfortunate because there's not a lot of options. Um, but you know that's unfortunately the team put a lot of faith in, in Jesse Winker being Jesse Winker uh, from the get go. And and you understand why they put that much faith in him because. The numbers back it up, but unfortunately, that's what happens when you don't have a backup plan. And so, mm-hmm. the Mariners right now have to scramble a little bit. That's their own fault. And I, I, but I don't think that just, you know, banging your head against the the table is the solution here. So you got to move Winker down. Uh, you gotta you gotta move Crawford up or Ty France up. You have to get those two guys as many at, at bats as possible. And the only way to do that is to hit them one or two in some order. Yeah, uh, just because there aren't many options doesn't mean that there aren't better options. There's two. Yeah, there are two. And you mentioned both of them there, but let's be real about it. They're not going to move Ty France into the leadoff spot. They I should, but they, they should, they should, but they won't. So my, my choice here would be JP Crawford, right? Cause he, he doesn't strike out. He's striking out 15% of the time. That's a career low. He's walking 11.4% of the time. That's a career high right now. He's hitting for a 145 uh, WRC plus. He's slashing 297, 386, 434. He's had a couple of hiccups here and there, but overall has been very consistent uh, throughout the season. That's someone that you can just he you can rely on him now. I think I think it's time at this point. Uh, the sample size is large enough this season that you can trust JP Crawford. That this is probably who who JP Crawford is for the 2022 season. Is that who he's going to be? In 2023, 2024, doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about right now is just how to fix this lineup, how to make it a little bit better, and you should be guaranteeing J.P. Crawford the most at-bats in this lineup right now. Mm, it doesn't have to be a long-term thing either. In fact, yeah. you hope it's not. You hope it's not. Um, but Crawford's done it before. Right now he's producing. Uh, he's your second-best bat, uh, sadly. Um, and so putting him... You know, one and two it also keeps the lefty righty thing that Scott is obsessed with for some reason. Scott cares way more about handedness than I ever will. I don't get it. I don't like it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got to accept it. Um, and yeah, like I said, Winker unfortunately probably hits five or six. And I say unfortunate because that means Suarez is probably hitting four, and Suarez in a good lineup should probably be hitting six. Um, Seventh, honestly. Yeah, and it, it probably also means that Adam Frazier has to hit somewhere in your top four right now, which, ugh. but, I mean, who's the better option, right? You're gonna if you have JP France and Julio in your top three, what's the better option there? There is a so, yeah, you're kind of stuck, um, and there's not much you can do. So you just have to do what's best for the team, um, and that means moving Crawford out of the leadoff spot. Winker, Winker. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crawford is just, he's a better hitter right now. France is a better hitter right now. You know, and, and I would say that Winker, just going off a track record, is probably the most talented hitter in, in this lineup. Maybe it's Ty France, but, um, you know, you can't just go off a track record in talent anymore. You can't just go off a process anymore. You're too deep into the season now for process to reign supreme. And, you know, we're we're process over results guys here, but 
even even us at this point it's it's just we're we're kind of over it <laughs> like i, I just it probably did more harm than good for like yeah. right now yeah um he's got he's got some serious work to do on that swing um mm. so like i said it's it's certainly not you're not giving up on it, it you're not exploring trading jesse winker at no. the deadline like you're you're not doing any of that stuff but um it's just acknowledging the reality right now jesse winker is not a good hitter yeah there are a lot of underlying stats that suggest he should be but he's yeah. not yeah. so it's it's at some point you just got to pull that trigger and and you know it's the same thing we could have the same discussion with abraham toro we almost did um it might be time to send toro down and just you know let sam Haggerty get some at bats i mean it's it's not good but again when you don't go out you don't go get the jonathan vrs when you don't go you know and get the legitimate backup plans like you and i wanted the mariners to do all winter sometimes you got to lie in the bed you made and this is the bed that jerry and his crew made um you know they decided not to not to back up winker uh which i i think that's pretty understandable but they also decided not to back up kelnick and and despite saying no we're not going to trust kyle lewis for anything they did because they didn't go out and get anybody better. So mm-hmm. they didn't go get an emergency infielder in case Adam Frazier's second half was legitimate. They didn't go out and get somebody in case Abraham Toro September was legitimate. They just kind of assumed the best for everybody, and now they're paying the price. And, and by extension, so are we. And it's it's unfortunate. And, and you know, at some point, you feel like Adam Frazier and Jesse Winker, their track record is so good, they will eventually turn it around. But will it be too late? Maybe. I mean, we're not there yet, but... Every day you fall a little bit further behind, it gets harder and harder and harder. And and at some point, you're not even going to be able to justify going out and getting the big pieces you want because if you're seven games back with six teams to pass on July 1st, you're not a contender. So uh, it's you got to start turning it around. It's it's a tough homestand. It's it's been a tough nine game stretch where you're playing nine games in in ten days against you know three playoff teams: uh, the Twins, the Red Sox, the Astros. They all have a very, very good shot of going to the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. so it's tough. It, it's it's certainly not an easy stretch, but it's one you have. But, to find but the Mariners were supposed to be a team that could compete with these teams, you know. A, a little to bit be better. fair, they have been. They haven't gotten yeah. blown out uh, at yeah. any point. Uh, all these games have been super competitive. They could have won all of them. They could have lost all of them, but that's kind of what the Mariners are. Um, and they just haven't gotten the big hit, or they haven't gotten the big out. They, they've been just a little bit worse than these teams. And a big part of that is that they haven't gotten what they needed from Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier, Robbie Ray, the the mm-hmm. guys they brought in, and Abraham Toro, the guys yeah. who we asked for them to back up. They didn't get anything from from Kelnick because they didn't put in safeguards. You know, so it's just one of those things where that's why I'm sitting here looking like a like a moron pounding the table for guys like Clint Frazier and Yerman Mercedes because they didn't do it. They didn't they didn't put in those safeguards. So now we're sitting here saying. Should Sam Haggerty get more at bats than Abraham Toro? That's yeah. gross. That's, yeah. And I like Sam Haggerty, but he, no, the answer should be no. But it, it's a legitimate question. Yeah, not in a year where you were supposed to be contending. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, uh, guys like Sam Haggerty and all that. And you know, naturally, that's that's going to happen because injuries are going to happen and, and stuff like that for contending teams. I mean, shoot, look at some of the players that the Yankees have run out. You know, over the last couple of years, at times when injuries have happened. Uh, but you know, it shouldn't be to this extent that it's happening. And you know, uh, there was just too much faith put in guys like Abraham Toro, like 
Dylan Moore even, <laughs> like Jerry Kelnick, you know, and it just it's kind of blown up in the mayor's face. And, you know, the Toro discussion is probably something that we're going to have uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe on tomorrow's episode. Uh, we might get into all of this a little bit more. But for now, that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Imps. Peace.